Good whatever time of the day you are hearing this, I am 89 The Brainchild, songwriter, performer, entertainer, stage production manager in some days, and you are listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Wendy Sheridan, and this is the Leftscape Podcast, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. And hi, I'm Robin Renee. Welcome to episode 106. And today in our Geekscape segment, we are going to have a great conversation about useless superpowers. I am so looking forward to that. <laughs> and, and then we're going to share my interview with hip-hop musician 89 The Brainchild. And we talk about music and getting older and all kinds of stuff like that. And after that, we're going to answer another listener question in our new segment. You got questions? We got we answers. Got answers. <laughs> <laughs> and our latest exclusive on Patreon, if you are a patron, is another We Should Be Recording This segment. And it's all about porn. So uh, if you want to hear what we think about that, come join us on Patreon and check out our bonus content. Yeah, we got really personal on some of it anyway. <laughs> yes. We, you will get some TMI if you're a patron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can catch a new episode of The Leftscape every other Wednesday. Subscribe to the show on our website, leftscape.com, or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to get automatic downloads so you don't miss a show. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Leftscape. And when you go to our website, please do check out our show notes and sign up for our monthly-ish newsletter, <laughs> Leftscape Lookout. And join us over on Patreon for extra content and to help us keep making this show better. We really appreciate your support at any level you can do. Uh, we have a lot of different tiers from $1 a month to the sky's the limit a month. <laughs> um, and they are front row seats. Backstage Pass, Stage Door, Dressing Room, Green Room, After Party, and the exclusive Hotel Room Key. <laughs> we thank you yeah. guys who are supporting us with your contributions. We really, really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate all of you. Thanks. So we're going to do a little tiny rewind from last show, episode 105. We talked in our Ikigai segment about Spotify as an example of distributors of content, in this case, music, that are taking advantage of content creators by paying token royalty payments, uh, which was uh, right now a quarter point zero two five cents per play. And I think uh, that's actually an increase. I think we got a raise. <laughs> I think so, so too. Well, that's just, there were lawsuits, you know, yeah. that's why. And then after we recorded the show, I went and looked it up and the current valuation of Spotify as a company is $67 billion. So I believe, and I feel very strongly, they could afford to pay their musicians more. And my daughter mentioned uh, that there's a place called Bandcamp, uh, which a lot of younger 
indie musicians are using now to promote their work. And I think I'm going to be putting my stuff up there too, because every Friday Bandcamp does a thing where 100% of the revenue generated on song album sales goes to the artist on That's Fridays. Really great. I, I've and, been, I've been really late to Bandcamp and I want to get my stuff <laughs> up there too. And, and, you know, I think it's, you can also add newer stuff there quicker. It's not as you don't need to have like a fully produced project. I, I think mm, to have bad yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. There. And I think yeah, I eight, might want to start doing that more. Um, eighty nine, the brainchild has I think all of his stuff up on Bandcamp, and and that's kind of how I became aware of it. I was sort of I knew, but I kind of thought it was more. I thought Bandcamp was actually the recording platform on Apple. That oh. But that's, that's not strange. no, no. It was something that was something was Garage Band. So you know, this, I'm old. So <laughs> Garage Band Band gets all the same. Eh. You oh, kids, you kids, and your internet. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so I guess it's time for our three random facts and the news. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my random fact, my first one, is that at the North Pole. 24 time zones collide at a single point, rendering them meaningless. <laughs> and I never really thought about this. And I was like, of course, yeah. that, that makes sense. So the sun rises and sets just once per year. So time of day is irrelevant as well. And since it's visited only rarely by an occasional research vessel or a supply ship that strayed from the Northwest Passage, <laughs> sea captains choose their own time in the Central Arctic. They may maintain the time zones of bordering countries, or they may switch based on ship activities. Oh, that's unusual and interesting. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. So like you get into the Arctic Circle and it's like time doesn't exist. <laughs> that's that's cool. how that's how Santa Claus must do everything all in one night because it doesn't time doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> it still doesn't work. <laughs> well, okay. My random fact is on August 15th, 1968, authors Jack Kerouac and William S. Burroughs came to blows over a disagreement regarding the Oxford comma. <laughs> <laughs> this event is memorialized in Kerouac's Dr. Sachs and in the incident report filed by the Lowell Police Department. According to eyewitnesses, Burroughs corrected the spelling and grammar of the police report before passing out. <laughs> I'm wondering how drunk they ha must have been. That report is now in the permanent collection of the Morgan Center. That is brilliant. I'm just, I, and, and the thing is, I want to know who, who was defending or disparaging the which of them wanted the Oxford comma and which one didn't. That that like detail was left out of this story. That was. I, like, I want to know that. And I thought since Burroughs corrected the 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 report, maybe it was him. But he he's so stream of consciousness, like. I don't know if it would be him. So <laughs> I wonder too. One of those mysteries that will go down in history. But if any of you listeners know which of them were pro Oxford comma and which was anti Oxford comma, I would love to know. So let us DM us or post on Facebook or whatever, Twitter or Instagram, anything. Let us know because yeah. this is like a burning question now. <laughs> And the third random fact of the day is that during his many tours and live appearances, outsider artist Wesley Willis became famous for greeting fans with a headbutt. This, <laughs> this left him with a distinctive permanent bruise on his forehead. <laughs> oh, 
He and and if you've never listened to Wesley Willis, he, it's he's an experience. He, so well, yeah, but I would not be surprised because of the traumatic brain injury he has. <laughs> Okay, um, and up next is all the news we can handle. And this is a lot of news to handle. Uh, My first piece is, I think, from last week. And there was a realtor and a client in Wyoming, Michigan, which is... We could do a whole segment on on confusing place names. Right. Uh, (laughs) Is this in Wyoming? Or is this in Michigan? I don't even know. So they were touring a house and one of the neighbors saw like three or four, you know, a couple of black people entering a house and they called 911. And the police, like lots of police showed up and, and, you know, and the article in the post says that, I think uh, the realtor is possibly ex-military, so he overheard like one of the police saying something that gave him a clue that there were cops coming around the back with guns drawn and everything, and they handcuffed everybody, and they're out in the front, and and I think the realtor finally explains to them that he's a he's a realtor, b he got the key to the house with the you know the 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 realtor lock that they have with the key that hangs on the front door when you're selling your house. And eventually the police believed them and let them uh, and like didn't arrest them or anything, unhandcuffed them. But there was a, there was a point during this whole an- interaction where these guys thought they were going to die. And, you know, I, this just makes me so angry. I'm really angry at the neighbors. I don't, I don't know if I believe their excuse that because the house was vacant that it had been broken into previously or some shit like that. But I, I honestly think it's it's like neighbors not wanting black people as neighbors because I why why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no there's no excuse. Ugh, this makes me angry too. There's no <laughs> yes. excuse for it at all. But I wonder is it the thing like is it just blind racism like before they could think they're like oh weird people outside of that like they wouldn't assume that it's black people actually looking at the house to buy it or yeah, to be, you know either I mean. that or they or, or, or i mean the way you said it it was even more maybe cynical like they don't want them moving in so they're gonna cause yeah. trouble well you know i don't I mean? know i mean wyoming <laughs> i think Michigan is kind of a racist state and i know wyoming is so wyoming michigan could be like double racist i don't know <laughs> I don't know if I would judge it by the name of this town. I, I'm judging. I'm judging everything today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, but either way, that's it was. Right, yeah. This, it was yeah, bullshit. Just it's like you know you don't put. Co- yeah. It's yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Anyway, next yeah. next news item. <laughs> next news item. Uh, th- well, this is actually a good thing. This is the week that Trump will. Once again, not be taking over the presidency. <laughs> oh, is this is this another prediction from from the the celestial from the star? <laughs> yeah, another from prediction the, from, is, from the that, celestial being that is Mike Lindell, the, the my pillow guy, <laughs> <laughs> um, had predicted August thirteenth as the possible date that that Trump would take over again. Um, oh, and I I was like, why? the 13th that's so ridiculous so what it turns out is that he is actually doing his sioux falls cyber symposium this week 
um, to which he's invited news people and I don't know, he's invited some different people who knows who's actually going, but he's claiming that he's going to finally like reveal his proof that the election was stolen, which of course it was not. Oh, and uh, so I guess because this, that, that must be it. Like his, his thing is ending on the 12th. So he's, Feels he at least at some point felt confident that by the next day, like the Supreme Court is going to see the error that was made and just oh like, that this is a Supreme Court decision that the the election is is now okay. right, which is not how any of this works. <laughs> no, it is not how any of this works. <laughs> you know, but I do know that the uh, the um, FBI CIA has been uh, FBI, I guess has been a little bit on alert that they're aware that some people who are believing in this are going to be upset again. And thankfully, there's not one place of convergence. It's not like, you know, something happening at the Capitol building where everyone could converge. But, you know, who knows if some incident, individual people might be upset that this is not happening. Yeah. So just something well, to be I'm aware sure, of. I'm sure our our law federal law enforcement is monitoring all of the right wing chatter that happens right because <laughs> they've i think they've infiltrated all of them right it's like <laughs> so the, yeah i've heard that that's the case to some degree but you know they keep trying to hide and oh i new know things you know new new places pop up but i think i think they're you know people are staying pretty aware of this but but at any rate it's it's nice to know that you know, August thirteenth will be a normal day with yes. <laughs> with Joe Biden still president. So yes, <sighs> um, and in terms of things not staying normal, uh, the IPCC has released a new report that I think they've been working on for a few years. They are predicting that temperatures are likely to rise more than one point five degrees Celsius in the next decade bringing widespread extreme weather. That's the 1.5 degrees C was the limit that I believe the Paris Accords were trying to get. We were trying to reduce the the global temperature rise below that number because that number, I think, is the breaking point of where things really turn to shit. Only rapid and drastic reductions in greenhouse gases in this decade can prevent such climate breakdown with every fraction of a degree of further heating likely to compound the accelerating effects, according to the International Panel on Climate Change. That's the what IPCC is, the world's leading authority on climate science. And I also read last week that other climatologists that are studying the oceans are starting to see signs that the Gulf Stream in the Atlantic is slowing down. And I had read about that in, I believe, the 1990s. And what happens is the Gulf Stream is the warm water that flows along the east coast of the United States, of the you know, North American continent, that fl uh, flows north there and then crosses over the Atlantic to England. And that's what keeps England and Ireland and a lot of Europe warm. And when this system breaks down, and in the 90s, I had read that it would break down due to the melting of the polar ice caps, reducing the salinity of the Atlantic Ocean to the, to the extent that it would shut down the circulatory pattern in the ocean. And then we get an ice age. So, I mean, on one, on one hand, 
that this is like a a a planetary temperature correcting mechanism but it's going to be very shitty for humans living on the planet when this is going on because the last ice age pretty much most of the northern hemisphere was uninhabitable so something to look forward to i guess i don't know well yeah i mean do you think that individuals can make a dent in this or do you think it's all putting pressure on the major corporations to change fast i think it has to be both i think i think corporations produce more greenhouse gases than individuals i know that like not using disposable straws isn't gonna change shit for example it's got to be it's got to be both you know uh we have to move away from carbon based fuels from petroleum we and and you know we've been saying this for decades and and not only are we physically running out of oil on the planet which i remember in the 70s they were saying we were going to run out of oil by 2050 and in the 1970s that felt like a really long time but that's what 30 years from now there will be no more oil that that is ex- extractable so that's you know we have to we have to put pressure on everybody we have to kind of you know and it, it and we and it may be too late it it it's it's nice to hear that maybe we have 10 years to get our shit together and fix this but mm-hmm. we have to have the will to do it you know yeah. Uh. <laughs> so well, I want to be part of the solution and it's very daunting, but yes, let's do it. Yes. We got it. We, what choice do we have? <laughs> you no, know? We, no, we don't have a choice. Right. Uh, so, okay. So another, <laughs> well, this is, this is not, this is just factual. Like we, right now yeah. we're dealing with COVID and you know, one of the things that people should know about is just that the Delta symptoms are showing up differently in somewhat. Oh, yeah? Um, yes. Yeah. So what I've heard is that some some things might seem like instead of like the heavy cough and fever thing, it could feel more like allergies. Oh, great. So, <laughs> so if you're sneezy and under the weather like that, you know, I mean, I think the thing is that just if you don't feel well, don't just go out, just take, you know, hang back and take care of yourself. And if you can get tested, do that, you know, just to make sure. I have a friend who was feeling just like that. It was taking um, Claritin for a couple of days and then it didn't go away mm. in the way that he thought. And he said, you know, let me, let me just get tested to make sure, you know, that sort of thing. And so, they tested yeah. positive? Uh, I, it, I haven't heard yet, but I think he, he suspects it's going to be negative, but he's not going out and about until he's sure, you know? Okay. Was he vaccinated? Yes. Okay. I mean, I know that, that the Delta variant, if you do are exposed to it and you're vaccinated, the symptoms are much milder than if you weren't. And, and if you know that that we are vaccinated against i guess the alpha the first very the first the initial right. thing so this variant will uh, you know it you have some immunity from it from the vaccine but it's not like the maximum like it was for the other version 
Right, exactly. But so far, I've heard that it's it's not. We shouldn't be worrying that you know any of the the new strains are going to uh, variants are going to be overriding the vaccination. So, like, definitely no. get vaccinated regardless, and it's definitely yes. a, a big help. You know, regardless. So that's and I true. also. Yeah, I also did read that if even if you're vaccinated, you can be shedding the virus asymptomatically for the Delta variant, but it stops after nine days versus 16 days for an unvaccinated person. This was a, a study they did in England, I think, a couple of weeks ago that they they figured this out. Okay. So yeah. So regardless of you know, being vaccinated is better than being unvaccinated regardless. It might, you know, it will save you some some pain and time and, and <laughs> shedding, hopefully. And you're, what else would I say about it? Just that, yeah, you know, I, but that's actually good information, you know, yeah. to be aware of how, how it works. And the other thing about Delta is that in older folks, it may... You might, they, you might just, it might just be lethargy, you know, you might just be mm. like super tired or something like oh, that, wow. not necessarily showing some of the other symptoms. So just, you know, just be aware of all of that. I'm trying to be super conscientious about not going out if I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stay, sure. yeah. Stay safe and keep your loved ones safe. You know, kids can't get the vaccine yet. Right. And that, and Delta has been hitting the younger people harder than the other variants have. So. And in our last news item, uh, which I think is pretty cool, uh, they found a thousand-year-old burial site in Finland. Or they're, they're thinking now that this individual is, uh, is non-binary. They were buried with both traditionally female things and traditionally male things. Here's a, here's a quote from the, the study's lead author. The buried individual seems to have been a highly respected member of their community, said the study's lead author, Ula Moilanen, an archaeologist from the University of Turku. They were laid in the grave on a soft feather blanket with valuable fur and objects. And DNA analysis, however, showed the grave held the remains of only one person. They had originally thought that there were two people in this grave because there were both male and female things in there. So they thought that it was like a couple that they buried. But they, they did a DNA analysis and it says, no, it's only one person in there. And that that person had Klinefelter syndrome, which is when a male is born with an extra copy of the X chromosome. So they're XXY. So they're... I guess this is a, a version of intersex. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so they were this, they, they believe this individual had both male and female characteristics and was very respected in their community. So a thousand years ago, there were non-binary people living openly as non-binary and, and other people weren't having problems with it. So yay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That is really, that's really good to see. Like, however they would have characterized the person, you know, we don't know what words they would have used, but it's nice to see that, you know, the, they were, yeah, just the symbolism around them and objects seems to recognize that they were seen as a whole person and of, with all of their characteristics. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for so, that one. Yeah. And we do provide links to all our news articles in our show notes on leftscape.com. So if you wanted to read further about any of the things we talked about, go there and check it out.
Oh, and that's all the news we can handle. Are you out of your book of mind? So welcome to the Geekscape, where we, well, <laughs> where we talk about geeky things that we are geeking out about. <laughs> yes. And, and it's often things that we just get into the minutia of something yeah. uh, and and the, in this case i guess it's like a theme that geeks might <laughs> enjoy i don't even sense? remember how we decided to start talking about useless superpowers but it came up <laughs> and and we were hit, we were just talking amongst ourselves and then like a couple of weeks ago one of these huge facebook groups that i'm a member of that that started out as the alternative to where it's called Consolation, which is basically an online science fiction convention that's been running since the initial lockdown 18 months ago because we were all, all our conventions got canceled. And then like two weeks ago, they posted something about, it was a meme with the tick, with the, the picture of the tick comic guy and uh, the tick superhero. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> He's a fun superhero. Actually, their whole pantheon is great. But And they were requesting people to list useless superpowers, which really helped me find a bunch of more amusing things to tell you guys about. So, <laughs> so that was a nice synchronicity that I'm taking advantage of. But I will start. My own superpower is that I am invisible to men under 40. <laughs> and my in, my visibility to men over 40 is completely dependent on if there are any women under 40 in the room okay <laughs> that's my superpower uh, <laughs> that's uh that's a thing <laughs> and i was that's will... a good comment that's a good societal comment <laughs> <laughs> and my spouse's superpower is the ability to detect a hairpiece wig or weave. And I gave him the name Bandana Man because, <laughs> because he wears a bandana. Uh, and and then I had to come up with uh, what his sidekick would be. And, and his sidekick is Wig Boy. That so, is really funny. That is a funny. <laughs> that's a funny superpower. Like I'm not usually thinking is some is that a weave is that a hair like I'm not usually thinking about it I guess no I'm not either and I'm <laughs> we're, we're watching television and he'll go he's wearing a toupee she's wearing a wig that wig is terrible somebody should sue their hair their hair person for that wig it's like I can't even enjoy the shows anymore because he's like ah fake hair fake hair <laughs> <laughs> better than fake news I'm not sure I guess That's it is true. <laughs> Well, I kind of wish there would be more, more bald men other than Patrick Stewart, you know, on mm. TV that, that, that you could be like a talking head and ha not have hair. You know, that would be, it would help with, with men who are bald because they feel that, you know, they have to change that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, does, I guess I have, 
I have several bald men in my life. So I guess in my com- immediate community, that's that's not a thing. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really isn't a thing when you get, when it's like turns into reality, because a lot of men are bald and you right. just kind of, you know, it's just what happens. <laughs> and it looks good sometimes in Mr. Clean. Yeah. Look, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Okay. So, so what is your superpower or useless superpower? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a few, and so not all that funny, actually. Oh, okay. what's funny? Well, yeah. So you have an invisibility, and yeah. I have an invisibility, and I have the power of parental invisibility, which is that there are. It has been a thing in my life that I have been deemed, you know, good to hang out with, not necessarily to uh, bring home to mom, kind of thing. <gasps> Oh, invisible that way. I thought like your parents didn't see you. So, okay, no, I got it. no, no. My parents, saw, no, I was seen by my parents. That was good. But oh. um, yeah, so that's the thing that kind of sucks. That yeah. I think, I, I would say that everybody thinks they have a good reason for this. You know, it's been over various things over time, but it sucks. Yeah, And it's something that, you know, I mean, sometimes people legitimately don't have a relationship with their family or one or two, both parents or something. But often it's like, it would be easier not to explain polyamory or not to explain uh, race difference or some other, some other thing. So I don't like being invisible in that way. It's not. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That sucks. But it is rather a power I've seemed to have achieved. <laughs> so, I don't know. Perhaps related to this, I do have the power to get people naked. Okay, so, that's a good one. I like that superpower. <laughs> the ability cool... to remove people's clothes at a distance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I've had a, a my a nudist colony when I was about seven or eight or something with my <laughs> little friends at the time. And not not much has changed in some way except we've gotten older. Okay. <laughs> but, so but, so your nature girl. That's your uh that's your super superhero name. Nature Na- person nature, something. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm gendering you. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. Nature. I can be girly sometimes. Nature being Natura. <laughs> Natura. <there you laughs> Natura. Go. Right. All right, and, and I want to, what's the name of your sidekick and what would they do? Hmm. Would they be the ones supplying like the courtesy towels on seating? That's areas? what I was thinking. <laughs> towel, towel boy or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. what. Yeah. Something like that. But, um, but yeah. Ventura and the towel. The towel. Just there you go. The towel. There you go. Okay. I've got all these I've got all these comics now in my head. I have, <laughs> that would be I was, a good one. I like it. They yeah, could be yeah. the they could be the uh you know, like how in um in Watchmen there's that second comic going on at the same time about like this ship, like this sailing ship full of zombies and weird nasty things that has nothing really to do with the main story but they just throws like a page or two in every issue of this comic so this could be um natura and and the towel could be the the (laughs) alternate the alternate comic that that goes with captain obvious and and the mansplainer 
Uh, <laughs> just another comic idea that I've had for a really long time. I like this. This is funny. <laughs> yes, the first issue is going to be entitled Water's Wet. So, <laughs> <laughs> But very, other people cool. were writing in some other superpowers. The uh, like, for example, the ability to smell in the vacuum of space, <laughs> but no, oh, gosh, <laughs> I like this. This next one is the ability to change spoons into sporks. <laughs> that is super useless. Well, maybe maybe it <laughs> could be a little useful. Maybe but not very, not very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the ability to separate chocolate from peanut butter? That would be very useful for okay. people with allergies. Yeah, it's sort of like the opposite of the Reese's. Commercial. Exactly, it's like the re the Reese's <laughs> un Reese un un Reese the un Reese's. It, right, exactly. <laughs> That's too good. Um, the stairmaster is the ability has the ability to walk up or down stairs without falling, which is I think that's not useless, but <laughs> right. <laughs> not useless but not it's like uh like the wonder twins where mm. the one could turn into like a an animal and the other could just turn into some form of water <laughs> and I, you know i was just talking about this with someone where it's it, you know i mean having an ice bridge or a bucket of yeah. water or something. i mean it can be useful but it's kind of like compared to the other twins power it was pretty <laughs> Really lackluster. <laughs> okay. Well, they need to get into more situations where the water thing comes into into the forte. <laughs> right, right. Someone else posted uh, bullet attraction as a superpower, which Yikes. would be good for the people around them, not necessarily for them. Right. Narcissist uh, what... magnet is one of mine, so <laughs> oh, God. I'm not sure what's better. <laughs> I wouldn't want to attract a bullet either, but. <laughs> Attracting and controlling dryer lint. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty useless. Right. <laughs> Although I, I, cat, I wonder if that works with cat hair also for them. Oh, probably not. Yeah. You know, it's got to be very specific. Just one thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the ability to know who farted. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there were actually quite a number out of the hundreds and hundreds of entries. I would say a it, the ability to understand the, the, the knowing to farted or, or have your farts be very. Somebody else had a, a my farts, farts are rainbows. So you could always tell when I farted. So oh there was a lot of fart ones in the list and who wrote these who, who, who oh, oh these are all people in in the consolation group i did not i did not keep their names oh, i'm okay. sorry because no, there's was too many uh the ability to sing every share song backwards in pig latin wow <laughs> i could i could i can I'm, i could sing in pig latin i don't think <laughs> well, i could sing good. backwards in pig latin <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I do have the la the ability to to speak in various pigeon languages of that type. Mm. So it's uh, okay. I, I, I'm fluent in ubby dubby. I don't even know what that is. So. Oh, <laughs> it was on Zoom, the original okay. Zoom, which was great. I love that show. But I don't know if that's a super. That's a skill, I guess. <laughs> that's just a that's just a kind of somewhat useless skill. <laughs> 
well, those are superpowers anyway. They, you know, uh, here's one that I I can actually appreciate because I kind of have this too: the ability to get smoke in my face no matter where I sit at the campfire. I think a lot of people have that superpower. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I don't know if that's useless as much as annoying. <laughs> it's useless. It doesn't help, and it doesn't help. It. it I mean, maybe it helps draw the smoke from other people, but okay. Nah, I don't think it's very useful. <laughs> no, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's useful. Uh, instantly read the entire text of any book just by holding it in my hand, but when I set it down, I forget what I just read. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That would be. I, I could just see this like in a in a you know a, a camp like a role playing game where you just have to just hold the book and do the thing. Or explain mm. to somebody how to do the surgery or to, to make the bomb or fix whatever needs fixing because you're holding the book and you only have one hand. So right. what now I'm thinking, would it work if he balanced if you balance the book on your head and then you'd have your hands free to to do things? Huh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying that. to figure out how to how, how to, to make, make that work. work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, another one of mine is uh, I have random rock fact memory, <laughs> which yes. is maybe good only for us to come up with random facts. Okay, <laughs> for a show. Well, okay, if we're doing that, I have the superpower to to instantly have a Monty Python quote for any given conversational situation. There you go. <laughs> and I've had to had to curtail using that in in the last. 10 or 20 years as people at work give me blank looks and not understand that I'm quoting Monty Python or, or then ask what is Monty Python which oh, makes dear. me very sad <laughs> so yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man here's a superpower this person can always find a paperclip <laughs> that's a minor convenience <laughs> Very minor, minor convenience. convenience. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something useless. Knowing the instant a sock goes missing from the dryer, but not knowing where it goes or being able to find it. <laughs> yep. Uh, someone else wrote prehensile armpit hair. What armpit hair? Prehensile. Oh, okay. Oh, huh. Hmm. I don't know that that would be useless. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. I guess it depends on how long your armpit hair is. Right. <laughs> so you, could, you could hold things in your armpit without having to put your arm down. Right. Small <laughs> hold small things. Small furry animals. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, someone can turn any cheese into cheese whiz. <laughs> Oh, God, that is seriously <laughs> useless. <laughs> uh, the ability to read your own mind. <laughs> hmm, and, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. Okay. It would be good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone has the power of hindsight. I know everyone's mistakes after they've made them. Oh, yeah. And then there's only two more that I picked out of the thing. Invisible beard. That would be disturbing. 
actually. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you're going in to touch their face or to give them a kiss, and there, then, then there's all this hair feel, hair sense, and it's no hair. Oh, that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one in this list is indestructible hangnail. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of really creative people out on the internet. I, yes. I, I appreciate are, them. <laughs> those are all funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to try to think of things that I'm good at that are useless and not, <laughs> and not harmful somehow, you know, not like, oh, just, yeah. uh, like just things that are, you know, I'm a, I'm a really good like tree nut detector, but that's terrible for me. <laughs> But if someone wants to know if there's a tiny amount of tree nut in something, I would be able to tell them. (laughs) You have to be able to tell them without having to ingest it first and get anaphylaxis. Right. (laughs) That would help. Yes. I don't know if I have any more useless superpowers that are. No. I might have had more. I, I had, I used to have the... And it wasn't useless. I used to have the mommy hearing, you know, oh. where where if I was in bed and there anything made any noise in the house, I would wake up. Mm-hmm. And I I have gratefully lost that ability because now I sleep through everything. Like right. I don't even know there could be tornadoes happening outside, and I'm not waking up. <laughs> so I'm hoping if there is an actual tornado, somebody po- pokes me and wakes me up. But right. um, I think that's like caregiver hearing because I I definitely was like that a lot with my grandmother. Yeah, at a certain point. Yeah, I needed I, to hear if she fell or something. Okay, you know? so I yeah I used to call it mommy hearing because I didn't it didn't happen it didn't happen until I had a kid and then it was like oh, uh, uh, something. Yeah, no, I think it mostly is. I mean, it mostly is with parents, which is yeah, that is a superpower. I don't know how I don't know how you all do it. <laughs> Actually, I don't either, I mean, and I don't. And it's gone. I. It's like I think my brain said, you know, your your child is an adult now, and they can handle their shit, and I trust her to handle her shit. So, I I I'm really glad that there was obviously a switch in my brain that I could turn off. So it's sort of like, oh, I am not on call anymore. I, yeah. I guess it's it's like you get that mindset. You're on call twenty four seven, and mm-hmm. you're just always on call. And I have it's not there anymore and i'm really glad because i don't need as much sleep as i used to but i need the sleep that i do get <laughs> I right need that, and i need that six hours and hyper vigilance is not a good way to be no con- constantly you know no so i'm glad that you were able to let that go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm going to be looking for useless superpowers if i need you know especially like Finding when I need to find humor in things that are ridiculous in my life, yeah, like character, like characterizing something like that, <laughs> could be a fun kind of way to release some pressure or something around something. So it's I yeah. kind of it's a good it's a good little mechanism. I, it's funny. Hello, computer. Live long and prosper. This podcast is sponsored by Lily's Stick of the Month Club. You have a dog. Your dog is the best dog, right? And you only want the best for them. 
Well, our best dog, Lily, is curating a special subscription box just for your best dog. Join Lily's Stick of the Month Club. Your dog will receive a specially selected stick pre-chewed by Lily herself. All Lily's sticks are dropped by the finest trees growing in our New Jersey backyard during the summer thunderstorms that happen almost daily. Each stick is guaranteed to be a real stick from a real tree, selected by a real dog, and put into a real box and sent to your real address. Join Lily's Stick of the Month Club at stickofthemonth.com today. And now, back to our podcast. Well, I'm here today with 89 The Brainchild, who is a performer, entertainer, and stage production person. He's from Rahway, and I'm just really happy to have you here in my li- in my dining room. And how are you today? <laughs> I am doing well. This is a lovely room. Thank so you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna start this by saying I know next to nothing about hip hop. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're gonna maybe have to explain some things to me, but it's all good. <laughs> I did check out a bunch of your stuff online. I know you have stuff on Bandcamp, you have stuff on YouTube and yeah, yeah. Spotify. I, I, got, I got stuff scattered around the internet, but my most recent project that you heard was Patterns. That's available on my Bandcamp, 89thebrainchild.bandcamp.com. It's a hip-hop, house, techno, new disco. Uh, reminiscent of late 80s, early 90s sounds, whether if you're familiar with Jungle Brothers or Heavy D uh, from back in the day. Uh, even like some people said Big Daddy Kane. I think just because I have a deep <laughs> voice and the beats just be bumping. But check it out. I did. I did check that some of that out. I really liked it. Thank you. I thought a lot of them were short. A lot <laughs> of your pieces are very, very short on that. That album. was intentional. Okay. Everything we kind of, we try to keep in a hundred second mark. Just because, because oh, like there's, because okay. we were so like this was like uncharted territory for me sonically. Where like a lot, of, I was doing a very contemporary sound prior, mm-hmm. but then I kind of went through like an emotional spot. Where I was like, you know what, I need to be around certain things that kind of make me not as aggressive. Like like like, <laughs> like, like, like the certain like you know like you hear certain like your favorite rock song and put you in a certain mood. Oh yeah. And then, and then you may hear like your certain like folk record, and that folk record could kind of like put you in a way calmer state. So I needed like those sounds to make me have like clear clear headed like writing decisions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then when it came to the length of it it was more so this is new you guys may not even like this so i'm not even <laughs> gonna waste my breath going into a second verse oh man <laughs> because this is because this this could crash and burn before the chorus hits okay well i know there was one song i think it was like maybe the third or fourth one okay that seemed to cut off in mid yes yeah, uh, a lot of the people who worked with me uh, on the production on that project, that was a, that was their big right. And even DJs, I would perform, and then the song would cut off. And they'd be like, oh my God, 89, I don't know what happened. I was like, relax, relax. It's supposed to cut off abruptly. It's fine. So you're making everybody think their equipment broke. Yeah, it, 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 that wasn't the, the aim, but it's, but it's now, now it's like a little fun gag. I get to like kind of like edge the crowd where they're like, you see them kind of getting into it and then it's like, you're done. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's it? And I'm like, yeah. Okay, so I do, I do have some technical questions about terminology. Okay. Because when I hear producer, I'm thinking of, you know, like, Sir George Martin with the Beatles, you know, like, mm. like they're in charge of the whole sound yeah. and everything. And 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 then 
then my daughter is trying to educate me and she's saying now in hip hop it's just it's the person who's creating the beats yeah well if, if you look at like the time uh, like, like the example you gave us uh, within Sir Martin uh, the whole production process of a Beatles record was it's way more extravagant now than compared to like now you have people doing home recordings like you have right. like, like like the like Lil Nas X like he mm-hmm. he he's a big artist now it came from him just kind of like just messing around in in his home computer where a lot of like the where you don't need so so much as I need this man running the bass I need this man on the boards like now you're able to kind of like you have these you have software right. that kind of is able to kind of help you and do some of the work that maybe you would need a, a multi-man team on and and also like studio time back then it was expensive so you so you didn't have time to feel your way through it so you, it's like no all hands on deck right so we could get this done and get the most out of our money but now you could be on your computer like yeah. you'd be on your home computer and you could sit there and like you know what i want to take a break for two weeks and then i want to come <laughs> back to this and then you could just sporadically like pick and choose like when you want to like get into production. Mm. Producers now, like you have the the freedom to sit there and play with the music itself, and then also play with the engineering on your own and sit there and and go back and do other tweaks. While before, like you kind of handed off these these duties to like. Yeah, you had to like delegate right. this person to do this. This person will handle this. This person is specifically handling the recording of the drums. This person is specifically handling the the horns. <laughs> While now it's like, like it could be like you yourself. You have a horn section in your software. Right. You have a drum section in your in your software. You have a, a number of samples and loops that you can mess around with, and you have the freedom to to learn. Like whether it's YouTube, like div you tutorials, you possibly taking a course elsewhere, or you just kind of like just messing around with the computer, like just yeah. on your own, just experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did listen to the entirety of your I, an earlier. I know it's not your first one, but mm-hmm. it was uh, not who I thought I was. Oh, which I really let me tell you, I because my reluctance to even lit. Well, okay. I stopped listening to to the radio in the eighties because okay. I just didn't like corporate the corporate music that was pop back then. I totally agree with that. And and I never started again. Mm. And then I had determined just from the little tiny bit of rap music, and usually it was somebody was playing a snippet because they wanted to object to it, and it was and it felt very angry to me, yeah. kind of like a lot of uh, like speed metal, death metal. Mm. you know and it's like that was not a mood I wanted to be in so I was not expecting not who I thought I was to be so chill (laughs) thank you thank you you know I was really trancing out on that and I really enjoyed it and I also wanted to tell you that the graphic design for that album is stellar. Uh, that, that goes out to, to my homegirl, Eleven, out in Jersey City. Oh, awesome. She I did guess. she did both those pieces after we met for the first time at one of a show I did at like some some private residence. She had came through and like she was just so like has so much love, so much good energy. The next day she emails me like a, a photograph of like this she did those drawings by hand. Mm-hmm. Like like and oh, I, can tell. I was just blown away. I was like, I, I need to keep this in my records. Like oh, this yeah. this will serve a purpose. It was beautiful. I loved I love looking at that while because it was while I was listening to it on YouTube, so it's yes. just like sitting there, oh, yeah. you know. And your logo, 
is excellent. Oh, uh, thank I, you. Because I, I, I am a graphic designer, and I appreciate seeing really good design on uh, stuff. So. Yeah, that was by my homegirl, Bar. She out there in Brooklyn. She's been a good friend. She blessed me with that piece. Yeah, that is really... Are you putting those on, like, T-shirts or something? We're... We're working on the merch. Okay. Like the, 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 the merch, totally the merch will come. So I'll be sure to put know. you on the list then. <laughs> and I heard, um, I guess, a couple of different versions of Father's Day. Oh yes, yeah. We have two versions. One is one is stripped down without the drums, and then the other is a lot more fuller. It uh-huh. felt like like with the with live with live drums. Sometimes it like it puts you in a different space. Oh yeah. So for me, that felt like arena. Like that, was, that was like the arena version. Okay. While the original version is just a lot of just simple guitar lick and uh, and the the horn section, which I love. Oh like, yeah. Uh, that was and that was done by my man uh, Jermaine Brito out in Jersey City. I got a lot of friends in Jersey City who do good things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he he did live a trumpet for me on that one. I love that song too. So is that's a is that a really personal song for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like for those that haven't heard Father's Day, Father's Day is it's kind of about me feeling like I'm not meeting the mark of mm. what what I was what I hoped I would be. Mm. Like, it all ties into the whole concept of like not who I thought I was. Okay. Where like where I'm talking about like oh man like my like my passport is expired. I need my money wire. <laughs> where I'm talking about how like. Like these, these, like there are these people that are are looking at me because I've been doing art and I've been around this art community like for years, and there's an admiration there, but it's me having a hard time accepting that because I'm not accepting of myself because there are things that I didn't do that I said I was going to do or things that I had intended on accomplishing. So for me, it's like. I don't feel like I deserve a, a certain love, despite the fact that these people are coming to me like, yo, because of you, I'm doing this. Or, oh, yo, like, you helped me through this time. And I, for me, I'm like, that's what's up. Is that what you, you think you... All right, let me see if I can phrase this right. Have you decided somewhere in your head that you needed to be at a certain place by a certain time? I think... I think I think everyone has like you know like the people who have like what well, they're like their five year ten year plans and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. like just within all facets of life, and for myself when I like I went out of I went out of high school I like I turned down an offer to go to Fairleigh Dickinson to like for theater because I just didn't like the the atmosphere the environment there, mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I'm really having a good time like trying this hip hop thing and I just went out and. I just went through music and nine to five jobs and I didn't go back to school. And that was kind of to like, like my parents, they, they weren't the most on board with that, <laughs> um, like, obviously. And then when I'm saying and I'm telling them like, nah, yo, like I got this, I got this lined up, this lined up. And then some of these things, it doesn't pan out as, as well as I thought it would. Or like certain deals didn't go, go right with like I got screwed over on deals on mm-hmm. the back end. Or there's certain people that have like the the effort that I put in wasn't matched. So then certain results in it, like there, there are a whole bunch of things that kind of play a role in why things don't go the way that we all planned it. So for me, I kind of was just going through that. Like I've kind of gone past my shot clock. Like, I, 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 and like there was a point where I felt like my time had expired because like, especially within, within hip hop, like there's such an ages, like, like feel toward it, toward it. Because I think there was so much, I think even like going into rock, there's an issue within older 
within like the the older demographic that they're they're coming down on this new thing. So then it's like, oh yo, y'all y'all people older than us don't quite understand. And then there's a so then as like that's the energy of that culture. As those people age out of it, they literally kind of are aged out of it. Whereas, okay. So it's like the so like the new group is like, yo, old person, like who once did this, you're not here no more. Like you you don't qualify for 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 participation. While like for me, like I was about to hit my thirties, okay. and I, I was just entering my like, thirty, and I was like, what? Like yeah, I've I've done shows out of the country. I've done shows like in different states, like, but there were certain things that I really wanted. Like I wanted something to truly show for it. And I didn't really have that like, exactly the way that I thought I wanted it. Okay. Well, so. I just want to say that 30 is a number. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it, and it took me, it took me like kind of that time. Like as soon as I hit 30, like I was going through a depression, uh, within my late twenties because I was like, man, like my last project, it didn't really quite land the way it did, even though I was still getting shows and like the shows were going great, but the project wasn't in the reception. And I was kind of like going through like a breakup and like my like my work situation kind of fell apart. So I was like, I wasn't working for a while and I was just kind of like just laying in my bed for days, weeks, months, not really going out at all. And then an opportunity came along where I ended up working in stage production. Like mm-hmm. a friend offered me an opportunity and then it kind of got me in a, in a better headspace because I was around people that they were they were in their 30s mm. and they were on a, an artistic creative side and they kind of gave me the like hey like don't worry about don't worry about the kids like yeah. like, like, like there, there are adults that are still enjoying this and and for me it was I was presenting to them some of like the newer work that I was working on and they were more receptive to there it than when I was trying that same thing in my 20s okay so that that kind of led me to, like that was another reason why we called it not who I thought I was. Where it's like, well, you know what? Maybe it isn't over. No, and because now like, like I'm 32 and like I'm starting to get like a way better reception than I did in my 20s. Like from DJs, like club owners, like cool. party promoters, and like I'm getting my record played. At, like, I, 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 like I've never had. Like, I got my first album placement like this year, awesome. like, like on on a on a great on a great band's album called Horror. Uh, they got a project called Turf Talk Volume One. I am on a solo track on that. Okay. My first ever album placement. Okay. And at thirty two. Like what my, track is it? Because I it's, started. It's, it's this called one. it's called I Like Drink. Okay. Because let me tell you, I because YouTube is like sending me oh, through yeah. like oh, this discography and, and it started playing Turf Talk and I go, wait a minute, yeah. is this, this is like completely different oh, yeah, no. than everything and, else I've been listening to. Yeah, and but like those guys, I kind of came up with them even before they were a band. Like now, like they're internationally touring. Like it's it's amazing. And even like with the, like that band example, Horror, I had met them when they were in their late 20s going into 30 and I remember like there were people out here in like in our area that were writing them off because like they were they were like here in their thirties and then they sat there and put out some of the best rock that I've <laughs> I've heard in ages. Okay. And now like they're doing great things in Los Angeles. Well and in England. I wanna just tell you that you know, that thirty year old there's yes when you're when you're in your 30s and I know like when I was a kid there was this phrase that everybody used to say is never trust anybody over 30. Yeah. You know, that was that was the the hippies. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> which I'm I was sort of 
like a few years behind them. I was like in high school during like Woodstock and all that shit. And it's you get a you get a maturity when you hit your when you get right around thirty years old. Yeah. You know, you know your music, your writing, it matures. You've yeah. actually and you've lived life, and also it sounds like you know, and you also when you're in your twenties, it's a lot easier for older people in the business to exploit you. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the time you get, you know, like now that you're age, you've, you've been through that shit and you know, and you're aware and you're not, and nobody's giving you shit anymore. Like yeah. you're not going to let people take advantage of you. So that's one reason why the industry is ageist because they can't make money off you because you're too smart now mm. <laughs> or they can't make as much money off of you. And I do want to tell you, I didn't even start doing anything musically until I was 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when when you when you first filled out that thing and you were saying how you know, you're feeling old, the thing is, it's, it's crazy because like we're at a point where we have people who could like start careers at like elementary school level, damn near, like, like with yeah. their music. So so then like like I've seen artists that have like get it before before I did and died before oh, I, yeah. before I got here. So like the almost like the, the life expectancy for, for for like for a black rapper is is like it's it, it throws it off and, and even like just being being a black man like just having there's certain perceptions like like oh yo, like brother you better like i get it together and you you about to go into the world and i'm out here doing this rock star lifestyle thing but i'm not really like getting any of the benefits so so for, so, so for them on the outside like they they're not seeing like a billboard they're not seeing like any any like me like forbes list or anything like that they're just seeing like me running around like just not really doing anything conventional to them so so it's for them like i got like i got aunts that have like aunts uncles cousins that have been caught up like chasing a, a creative fun fun path and stuff and then it's led them to to getting involved in things that weren't great mm. whether it be drugs gangs violence and like i understand even even parents like they like we like you could worry about about your children because you've seen things oh yeah like, like, like you've been you've been through similar situations you've seen characters like the people that are, are around your children and and same as like i will see in the future where I'm, I'm gonna sit there and look at someone that, that my kid is with and i'm like oh that reminds me of freaking danny uh, back <laughs> in the day danny was mm. so i i get the the fear that, but I think it's because their concerns were placed on me. It made me even more scared. I'm like, oh my god! Like, am, am I am I really gonna be strung out at forty? Oh man! But yeah. th things are turning around. Yeah, I I remember when I was telling one of my friends who worked as an audio engineer in Manhattan, yeah. and I told him I was telling him because he was like my only music industry connection at that point, and okay. I told him I was interested, and his first question was, "How are you with cocaine?" So, you know, and I wasn't, I was never into that. Or, so, I, I'm, <laughs> is, I'm not either. Yeah, it's like, well, I think it's a lot less popular now. I don't it's, know. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of on a, on a upswing. Oh, like, right. Like, I, I, Just I've what seen, we need. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I like, yeah. like I've seen people do it. We had a house party recently. Yeah, like there are people casually doing it. Like oh, I, 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 like, I, walk, I walk back into my, in my bedroom. Like, wait, why are the people in my bedroom? What are y'all doing? What? <laughs> Get out of here, please. This is this is not that kind of zone. No. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, no, but it comes with the like, and these are things that like are like my my parents sit there and they they're concerned about because like they're like they they know it's out there. Like, it's crazy because I was at the train station a couple of days ago. Like, I'm thinking about the you're talking about cocaine. I'm thinking about even like harder things. I got off the train, uh, and right on right on the uh, the bench, there's a there's a man needle right in his hand. Oh man. And for me, like, I, I lived here for years. Like, I was raised here, went to Franklin School, went to the middle school, went to the high school. I've never seen something like that, that blatant. Mm-hmm. Like, out there, like, I, I usually see it in, in certain parts of, I'm not even going to air out, in, in, in more more <laughs> rougher, rundown communities. Okay. So, so like, to see, like, things like that kind of, like, like, kind of slowly filter in into, like, just... Uh, what may be seen as a, a more stable environment. Yeah, well, I mean, not, there's nothing. It's the last, I want to say, five, five and a half years, six mm-hmm. years have been rough for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 when you're, and when you're living with existential crisis every day, it makes it, easier to want to self-medicate and absolutely that's, and, absolutely you know it's like that rat experiment i don't know if you it was something like they i don't remember when this happened but they they did this experiment with rats and if they had them in like these really unpleasant environments and they gave them two different water bottles one was water and one was water with co- cocaine mm. And the rats in like these sterile environments were hitting on the cocaine water a lot. Mm. But then they made rat paradise. They made this this habitat where it wasn't crowded, and there were you know there was they could have sex avail sex was available to them, and food was available to them, and it was great. And they had the two water bottles, and nobody was eating the cocaine water. Mm. None of them. So yeah, like when you when you take away. <laughs> Like those those basic needs, yeah. like it turned. Like that's why like, I was fortunate. Where I I'm glad that I like my overhead kind of taken care of. Whether it was me working or like people helping me out. Like cause, like there was a point in my life where like I was in Los Angeles in 2011, mm. and I was I, like in the in the pursuit of stardom. Okay. And I I got in a fight with my roommate at the time, and I ended up like, just leaving his home, and I was sleeping on the Starwalk. Like, oh. like, which was like a very surreal experience, like to to sit there and be seeing like celebrities, like their their shrine, and I'm like just parking up with my suitcase. And there's I've seen like so many so many people like kind of gone off whatever drugs. And for me, like just having a home, whatever stress that I have, like my I could pay my bills, my rent is is good, so nothing's stressing me that hard. So I'm just gonna smoke this weed. <laughs> <laughs> but if if you but if you took away like my my roof and you took away like my my income and someone sat there and, and like offered me a bump on like my most downtime like the most downtime of my life, I probably would have been like, oh, you, you know what? It can't get much worse. <laughs> so there there points where I'm able to kind of like yeah, I look at it from both ends. Yeah. Uh, although every time I think it can't get much worse, it does. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's been that's been kind of a, a trend these past couple of years. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping, pandemic aside. Yeah. That we're turning things around, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. In your patterns. Yeah. In that album, 
I said, let's change the subject back to music. (laughs) Brighter notes. Yeah. So were you actually using vintage synths or were these samples? Uh, These were were samples. Okay. There's a lot of it the same way as I was unsure if people were going to be receptive to it. That's why I made it short. For me, it was like, I don't want to sit there and exercise like too too many favors regarding like <laughs> like because i i enjoy production like i enjoy like the technical stuff but sometimes i get overwhelmed mm-hmm. like by the tech tour i i rather have someone like, i'd rather go to an outside person like i right, i need a, a beat with with this rhythm or, or i'm oh, working cool. or i'm writing i'm writing this song i got this song written i want you to hear like the way i'm flowing it would you happen to have anything that goes with that and that kind of uh that's kind of going to be the, the case going forward because everything that's kind of come with patterns, me taking these loops, like it was just a lot of my favorite techno house records that okay. then I was kind of just able to uh, change the arrangement around and like find the right pocket where I could put lyrics in there. And, wow. and, and, and it doesn't take away from it because okay. that was my main thing. I didn't want to sit there and make it too much about like one thing over the other. It was like I wanted it to be like show like a good kind of. It felt like it was a, it was a good harmony in okay. terms of like music lyrics. From there, producers have reached out because some of the producers I had like took their arrangements of. I didn't realize how close in proximity I was to them. <laughs> Where like I had people that were in, in touch with uh, Acemo who produced the record I used for uh, No Controller, I believe. Okay. And like these people that are, are like that in talks with him. They're like, yeah, we've been listening to patterns. That stuff is great. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like the, the guy that like, I'm thinking, I'm kind of like just getting away. Like, I'm thinking, I'm never going to see this man. Mm-hmm. And fast forward like, a couple months later, like this man is standing next to me at at, at Boston Nova Civic Club in, in New York City. So right now, I'm building that bridge to where those those producers were, were working on crafting like a, even a more a more fleshed out sound like this was me kind of like just all right i i see this template okay let me let me like throw, throw my style on it this is kind of like i don't want to use the word demo but it's kind of like yeah it, it's yeah like, it's, 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 it's like yeah, a lot I, of I, test music yeah which absolutely one do you want to like initially it this it started off as 20 songs turning and then turned into 40 songs and then <laughs> I, I was like you know what i don't know what i'm doing with these dance records but i kind of want to test them out so i was sending them out like via emails to certain people that i knew that were kind of interested in some of the sounds that i was doing and then when the quarantine we all got shut down i had to make like another 80 records <laughs> and from there we just picked the best 20 and like for me it was like let's just keep making records because I don't I don't know like this may work this may not I don't want to just put all my eggs into this this quantity of songs that may not like no I want I want to have an unlimited quality song just so people <laughs> can sit there and be like you know what this this guy is he's he's working and he's on to something okay and like I think the the I call it the consistency initiative okay. where is because for a while I was kind of just hoarding a lot of music because I was unsure if the reception was gonna like drive me deeper into depression, or get, <laughs> or, or get me yeah. get me to a happier place. And I was fortunate that like things kind of did work out. That's cool. So when you put your music out, are you hoping that other people are going to take what you did and build on it themselves, or bring um, you in, or both? And or? it's a it's a little bit of both. Like, okay. I, 
Like there, there are people that I want to just take it, enjoy it, share it with their friends, enjoy it. Then there are people out there that I, I wouldn't like. If someone remixes my record, I can't really get up in arms about that because that ain't no different than what I was doing initially. <laughs> so for for me, like that would just make me a hypocrite. Okay. So like there, I got acapellas that will be coming out like later on for for those producers because I've had people that have expressed interest and there already are producers. That, that I'm close with, that they have already remixed some of these records, and some of them are out right now. Hmm. Like, okay, so uh, I, I, yeah. need, I need you to explain when you say you're releasing an acapella. That's just your vocal. Just the vocals. Just the vocals. And they make a craft. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. I, the same way, like these 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 songs started as journal entries to, oh, over wow. where I was. Like I said, I was going to like a real depressing spot. Like after like losing losing my head, like practically. And then I just had these, I had these sounds that I was just kind of binging on just to kind of put me in a good headspace. And as I'm listening to these and I'm working on my journal entries, I'm like, like, this is kind of like bringing me like a little bit more peace, clarity. Like I'm able to kind of get, I'm getting like thoughts out that I wouldn't be able to on certain contemporary rap records just because the feel of it. Right. Like, like one of the records that didn't make to patterns, but it made it onto like a, a little mini teaser mixtape. Uh, it was it was called ah oh man if y'all forget the name of the song I'll tell you what the song was about it was about me going to Planned Parenthood to get tested for STD Ooh, okay. and, <laughs> and, and 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 you can't sit there and have like just a contemporary rap record about like sexual health but you can't but Why not? It, 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 it doesn't work the same like like there's certain like there's certain ways where it comes off forced if if you're going over like an 808 type drum okay while like I look at certain records. Like I don't. Sometimes, certain certain themes they feel like PSAs. Like when you sit there and take a, <laughs> like if you take a contemporary rap rap beat and then you throw like this non contemporary like theme over it. Okay. But but it's to kind of like illustrate a point. I got. Yeah, it feels like a PSA. Okay. But but when you, but for me it was like all right, I took like this this freaking goofy rap record like like this goofy house record and stuff. It's like a very like just weird warbly like synth on it. And I was like yeah, all right, cool. I could just talk about. Like the time I went to get tested, and it's not a big deal, and we're kind of like just dancing through it, as opposed to like contemporary rap records. There's a certain rhythm that you're gonna bounce to, like yeah, all okay. right, beats, just... rhymes. Wait, did he just talk about like, getting? <laughs> okay, he's what? This is this is weird. I can't bounce as much to this because this man, is like, like I hope he gets good results. <laughs> I, like now, now I'm concerned. But I, I have I have a lot of friends in in. Uh, Shout out to Weird Al Yankovic. This he was sex good for that. positive community. Yes. So I'm thinking there's a market for. This. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. There's like um, there was a, a a sex health sex health initiative in Newark. They had they had reached out to me regarding that record. Like they wanted me to perform, but I had a, another scheduled event, so I couldn't make it. But yeah, like they're like they're. they're, they're this allowed me to kind of tap into certain themes, tell certain stories that it it felt it didn't it didn't feel as fitting. Mm. So like, like I don't think I could have told that story on, on not who I thought I was. <laughs> so let's give out your uh, Bandcamp thing again because we're gonna wrap this up for All today. Right. You can find me at 89thebrainchild.bandcamp.com. You can find all of the mini tapes, which are all the pieces that didn't make it to patterns, but they're still amazing. And you, and you still get patterns. And also, it's name your own price. So you can get all my music for whatever your heart desires. If you want to get it for free, 
do that. If you want to give me millions, I'll take it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Morning news, morning news, morning You got questions, we got answers. And Robin, before I hit record, reminded me or told, I guess she reminded me that that this was a, a Radio Shack slogan in the 90s that obviously got stuck in the bottom of my brain to bubble back up and and ex, and express itself as what I thought was an original idea, which I apparently have done more than once in my life. I have Wasn't small... that one of your superpowers too? I actually? wasn't gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yes. That's my superpower is to reinvent shit that I heard earlier. <laughs> Writing a song that somebody wrote 20 years before me. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's that's great. How apropos. <laughs> well, well, we have a question from Linda Gaffney. And she says, how is COVID impacting music festivals? How to choose cancellation versus risk-taking? How are musicians adapting and what new ways of music experience can be offered? Oh, wow. Uh, I want to just point out that we saw pictures from Lollapalooza last week of nobody wearing masks and being packed in but with like sardines and it looked like hundreds or thousands of people. It was disturbing was so so disturbing (laughs) yeah that sucks i mean that that was my thought about this too that i felt i feel like well people are moving in all different directions around how to deal with covid right now you know so some places are opening up and demanding that no one mandate anything and then other places are being um you know more cautious like individual stores are doing different things so I was thinking about that too. My my first thought was that well, festivals are just things are just open now; they're just happening, you know. But so it sucks that that one was so crazily packed. But then I just happened to take a look and I saw that um, a bunch of things are canceled this year. I know that actually 
Linda, I believe, was talking about a Zydeco. I think it was a Zydeco oh. music festival or something that was uh-huh. canceled. Um, well, yeah. Well, of- down Louisiana is like a really bad. They're they they're like all of the South is having bad outbreaks. Right. Exactly. And this was going to be up north, but it was going to bring a lot of Louisiana uh-huh. musicians, and they just thought the better of that for this year. But I was just looking at Billboard, and there are bands and con- and festivals that are actually continuing. Like they were going to think they were going to do it in 2021, but are deciding not to and mm. wait till next year, or whatever. So the 1975 canceled their tour. Aerosmith said they're rescheduling till 2022. Blues Fest, BST Hyde Park, Cincinnati Music Festival. Like there's a bunch. Coachella actually also is announced in January that they're gonna cancel for 2021 so well where's coachella held california yeah well i think that it it really is state dependent like i mean a lot of these things if the state isn't mandating to shut down and the performers already have a contract with the venue they can't really get out of it without penalties Hmm. which is one of the reasons why a lot of the science fiction conventions were up in the air you know, and, and actually they, they just did Otakon this weekend, this past weekend, which is uh, a big anime convention, I think in Maryland that happens, I think in the Baltimore area okay. or maybe the, it's somewhere between Baltimore and DC. I don't really know. I I've never been, I just hear about it, you know, cause I'm into anime and everybody goes, Oh, you should go to Otakon, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, there are, there are things that are happening, and there are things that are being canceled. I know I'm getting nervous about, I had, I have two events. I mean, I'm not playing, but I'm vending at two different events in November. And well, one of them, they're not even sure they're going to do it yet. They're still waiting and they need to kind of make a decision soon because it's August and this is, you know, a couple of months from now. It's a science fiction convention in Cherry Hill and a local art and craft fair in, in Rahway. I'm plan. I was planning to go to both of them, but it is also, I think, seven months from my last vaccine, and I'm not sure how effective it's going to be at that point. Because I know Moderna published a thing last week about the six-month efficacy of the vaccine, because it's been six months since they've given the second shot to people so they have data it's like this is so new we don't have data and we don't know what the the drop-off rate is on the vaccines and if and when somebody needs a booster and if a booster is going to be available if you want one right you know because there's a lot of i've heard a lot of a lot of moral discussion around that too because i mean as of now it looks like a bunch of people in the u.s could have boosters available but is that really the best thing to do when a lot of people in the world haven't even had one shot, you know? Yeah, I know. So. And I'm also hearing about, you know, vaccines getting thrown out because they're no good because nobody took them and they had to thaw them out and they were waiting. They were expecting a certain number of people to get shots in that certain time frame, and they don't have them. So they're wasted, which this really, me it, it's so, so sad. And yes. Yeah. It's sad. It's yeah. very sad. So, um, but the other thing about What you were saying is I'm doing a similar thing where I just really try to stay aware that we're really in the middle of something. We're not at the end of it, even though it was kind of 
declared like, oh, everything's opening up, you know, yeah. and to stay aware because I have booked some things in the future too. Mm. And I want to really stay honest with myself about, do I think it's, will it be, will I think it's wise to go when those things mm. come around, you know? So there's Devo was playing in September. Mm. There's also the Devo fan gathering in uh, November also, I believe. Um another concert I'm going to go to in October. So I've, I started to buy tickets for things, but I've kind of stopped because there's, you know, other people that are coming around that I would love to see. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. things are happening again. But then I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's, I could buy the ticket and just really tell myself, you know, if it's really bad out there, don't do it. You yeah. know, and I wanted to be able to trust myself to, 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 to be honest with myself about it. You know, it's tough. I mean, even, um, we, you and I were at a mini thing, a mini festival this weekend, yeah. which was great. And I know it was a big, your first sort of big time yeah. out. And that was good. And that felt comfortable because it was an open space and, you know, not that many people, which was really yeah. cool. And yeah, my, and my daughter had a gig on Sunday. It out, it's an outdoor gig. It's like this, the local coffee shop. They had they closed off part of Cherry Street in downtown Rahway and they built a, a outdoor pavilion that a lot of the businesses are really annoyed about. But it's a place to gather and and the streets closed. So they just so now that this coffee shop sets up a band outside and there's tables and stuff. So there were about 50, 60 people, I think, somewhere around that. But it was, you know, you're you're sitting with your family and, and there's another, you know, there's a lot of space. Everybody had masks and it was uh it was a nice little little morning, you know, it was in the in at like brunch. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. a nice thing to do for brunch. I think the guy who owns the coffee shop loves it because suddenly he's like very busy on Sunday morning because there's like a band playing and and uh you know, because I think he gets his his more he gets more business during the week, you know, for people getting coffee on their way to work or whatever, because he's near the train station. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So this is good for him. And it's good for my daughter's band, Wishy Washy. Uh, <laughs> they're on band camp. On band camp. That's right. <laughs> and she's been she's been reading our our uh, joke ads. So that's my daughter. So oh, yeah. <laughs> ne nepotism run wild. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, I think, you know, outdoor, small outdoor concerts, I am comfortable going to. I don't know that I would see like a big act for a long time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fairly comfortable outdoors in general if there's a lot of space. So if I were going to say, you know, like a big outdoor art center kind of thing where mm -hmm. you just have your blanket and you're yeah. either by myself or with a few people, like I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with beaches, you know? Now I will be aware of, you know, my immediate people. I want to be sitting with vaccinated people who I'm certain are, have been taking right. care and be, be conscientious, that sort of thing. I, you know, I wouldn't, I would be open to playing some outdoor gigs, that kind of thing. I think one of the other big things that musicians are doing that, which I'm really discovering I love is Twitch. And okay. I, I, that's something I really want to get into myself like because there's a there's an aspect of you can play live music i mean there's it's really a, a lot of djs on twitch and other kinds of shows and events sort of thing but i would love to combine like doing a live set with visual stuff that you can also have going on the screen at the same time it's like a oh, mixed cool. 
it's kind of a mixed visual experience that you can create. Um, right. I, but you, you, wouldn't you need like a third, per, like a, a person who whose job is to manage the video aspect of the performance? You couldn't just set it up ahead of time and just play and have it automated. You, I think you can set it. Yeah. I've seen things that are just sort of like, like a slideshow kind of thing of different images oh, right. that are going along when uh-huh. they're doing something else, DJing or talking or doing whatever. And it's very compelling to me. Like I really, I really like it. And it's something that it would add actually more of it, more aspects to my music that have felt missing for me hmm. when it's just me and my guitar, like on a stage somewhere. So right. it's, you know, that's, that's a possibility for musicians. I do feel like people haven't gotten used to, online performances like that that this will be something that sticks around it seems yeah i think it i think so too because that way they can reach their fan base that maybe like i know like for example music for the goddess when it was in its heyday had fans literally all over the world and Mm -hmm. and uh I, I remember I used to get a fan letter from this guy in in like siberia (laughs) i used to get fan mail from him i also have i also have friends that are they do like live art stuff on Twitch. And I'm thinking, you know, that would be a really kind of an interesting synergy is like you get a musician and an artist and the artist is doing a live painting online, like on, on their sketch pad or whatever. So they're, they're doing live art while the musician is playing and the artist kind of informed by the music that's being played. And, you know, I'm kind of making a hint that maybe you and I can do something like that. Because I think that would be really cool. That's a good hint. Thank you for that hint, for that <laughs> guest culture thing. Um, <laughs> moment. <laughs> I'll think about, yeah, let's do, let's think about doing something yeah. cool like that. Yeah. I could draw a robot. You could tell me what to draw and I'll draw <laughs> it. And, and, <laughs> and then you sing a song about what I'm drawing or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> we just or something. It or it could just be free form. But yeah, I mean, I do think there's. <laughs> There are restrictions, but there's a lot of potential for new types of creativity happening. And I'm I'm looking forward to delving into that more. And I, I talk about things and feel a little bit stuck in terms of how to start, but you just have to start, you know? I have a Twitch account. I, I watch things on Twitch, so I could just start doing things, you know? I have a Twitch account and I bought that ridiculously expensive camera with my stimulus payment because you can use it as a webcam. And it's a good camera. So the visuals, I mean, it shoots 4K video if you want. And I have all of this stuff to hook it up as a webcam and all this other shit. I just haven't done it yet. So, you know, maybe, maybe we can uh, encourage each other. (laughs) I I have a Twitch account too. I haven't logged in in like a year, but I have one. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, thank you for Linda for this question. It was, uh, it's good. Yeah. Good to think about. Thank you. So what's happening in our next show? So next show, we're going to have my interview with Sorel Brown. She is the founder of Nubian Nudist. And we had a great conversation about body acceptance and naturism and those sorts of things, which are close to my heart. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And great. then on the blanket fort, there are strategies and reflections about dealing with negative emotions. So we're going to kind of an emotional spiral. So it'll kind of get deep um, and uh, yeah. relax and chill out on the blanket for it. Yeah. 
And so I'm Robin Renee, and you can find me on Facebook at Robin Renee Fan or Instagram at Robin Renee Music and on Twitter at Spirit Rock Sexy. And one day I'll get with the, you know, branding where I can have all <laughs> things the same. But for now, maybe maybe my brand is that nothing is the same at all. That's a fine brand. <laughs> there you go. And I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Wendy Cards and on Twitter at Wendy Designs and on Etsy at Wendy Cards with a Z. And that's because somebody else got Wendy Cards with an S before I did. So, <laughs> so I can't make my cohesive brand, even if I wanted to. <laughs> make it all Wendy Cards. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and you can always reach out to us on social media at leftscape and um, send us your questions we might answer some and just uh, keep in touch we'd love yeah. to hear from you take care peace you've been listening to the leftscape podcast sound engineering by wendy sheridan show notes by robin renee fake sponsor messages by ariel sheridan web hosting by in motion remote recording by squadcast if you like what you hear please share it with your friends you can also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at leftscape become a patron of our show for as little as one dollar a month at patreon.com leftscape thanks for listening